Buenas tardes a todos. Um, elegí hablar en español um, la lengua que mi colo el colonizador aplicó en la República Dominicana, <ríe> porque entiendo um, que vivimos en un país donde hay también movimientos, llama um, English Movement, y cómo eso afecta a nuestra comunidad. Um, no porque eh, no tengo otra lengua, sino porque es la que, la que mi papá y, y, y mi género, eh, lo que más conozco, eh, eh, puedo expresarme un poquito mejor. Um, eh, ¿Dónde comienzo? <ríe> eh, bien, eh, siendo de descendencia dominicana y, y entiendo que el antihaitianismo ha afectado mucho um, en nuestra comunidad y el valor que se le han dado a las vidas um, en mi país. Eh, como un, una joven inmigrante um, a las Islas Vírgenes, eh, ha tratado de entender eh, la lucha que han tenido mis padres y lo que es um, root causes of migration. ¿Cómo se dice? <laughs> Voy a hablar en Spanglish, as, because <laughs> porque I'm going to speak in Spanglish. I'll try, because también creciendo en este país, like, you have that duality, right? Tiene ese, eh, se hace difícil. Um, eh, so root causes of migration, understanding what that is, um, I feel that that's what connects me um, in la large part, part to the immigrant and Black Lives Matter struggle, um, and especially coming from, from a Caribbean island with, with, with such high level, um, with such history and imperialism, colonialism, and all the isms, right? <laughs> um, eh, I work for the Florida Immigrant Coalition, um, it's tremendous privilege because like living in Florida, um, where you had the Trayvon Martin case, where you had um, Andrew Joseph III, where you have so many of, of what has brought indignation in the Black Lives Matter movement have really awakened our communities in Florida to how like we have spearheaded um, um, so much in this country and across the world to really bring attention to what is anti-blackness, right? Um, and anti-blackness to me, what it has opened up as being Afro-Latina or, or a black um, Latina um, has been that um, Latin America and the Caribbean, it, their conversations are not being had. And their conversations that um, connect us not only in like what's making us come to this country, but also in our indigenousness from the lands that we come from and how um, our people are being oppressed. So I have gone, in like most of my work, I tr always try to build that connection. Um, so I, I joined the Black Lives Matter um, chapter in Tampa that was co-founded by um, queer black women, which I have to thank um, the most um, because we understand that our oppression are cross-linked in so many ways. Um, not only el machismo, the patriotism, um, the violence, all the state violence and violence that we feel on our bodies every single day. Um, as immigrants in this country, I just came from a panel where um, with Abraham <laughs> uh, around, around um, people who are directly affected. Um, in building the solidarity that we need across movement, um, that to me is like the, the most essential part. Um, 
I understand that some things include me and some things exclude me. In some spaces, um, I will have to speak up more, and in some spaces, I just have to sit back and listen. And um, I know a lot this in the morning plenary was said around what Black Lives Matter is. And to me, what Black Lives Matter is, is the most exclusive movement I've ever seen. Um, immigrant rights, I, I, I got my foot wet in immigrant rights. It gave me a lot of my organizing um, um, groundwork that I know. But at the end of the day, um, going into what is Black Lives Matter and what this century has come, it, Black Lives Matter is the most exclusive space that I've been privileged to be in. Um, because Black Lives Matter centers all the following, um, it, all the following questions that, that I will share with you. And at the end of the day, what it does is also if Black Lives Matter win, we all win because it's going against the most, ex most harsh oppression that we can think of. Um, not that we're in a hierarchy of oppression because I have been in spaces where people are battling who's the most oppressed. Not, right. So uh, very mindful of that. Um, uh, right now I'm, I'm here on probation. <laughs> Because I, I, I was um, part of an action in Tampa to bring attention to the life of a 14-year-old um, who got murdered by the state. Uh, what Andrew did was that, um, like his peers, he went to a school-funded event. He got a free ticket. Uh, while he was... Um, he wasn't even one of the ones in the confrontation. He saw that his peers got into a little trouble. And then he just asked. And the police rioted him up, put him behind, um, took him, started searching him for tattoos because he was, for being black, he was, he, um, he was a gang member. He was a criminal. Um, instead of what any other, if it was a white kid, any officer would have done was taken this child, called his parent, and said that they had him in his, um, and they had, him, had them with him. But instead, what they did was they dropped him off in the middle of I-4, an interstate in Tampa, while Andrew remembered that his father was going to come pick him up, um, pick him up at the fair. So he tried to get back to safety, back to his father. He got ran down by an 18-year-old white male um, that left with Andrew's remain on his car. And till this day, we're seeing that that child, those parents, have not received no justice. So in Andrew, I don't only see um, so many other black youth in my community, um, but I understand that that if it's immigration, if it's a prison, industrial complex, if it's whatever it is, it's the same oppressive system that has us all um, in the same, um, as a, like I'm gonna go back to Abraham because that's what, <laughs> what, what I I've just have um, in mind when we talked about freedom and what, what it meant to the people who were in that space and who had to themselves a, face detention and like all that they did in their bodies, right? So when we're talking about liberation struggles, um, yeah, let's have, that's a conversation.